Yo, today's QOD is get paid doing the thing you love to do. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got Jack Canfield back on the show today. He's going to talk about making a living, doing what you really love to do. You want to know what's crazy? Like my parents were giving me books before I even knew how to read. Like I've always loved to read and I have a job now that just allows me to read. I have a book club that pays me really well. And I just read a chapter a week and then we talk about it on Wednesdays because it's really cool, right? I read stuff and then I turn what I learn into online programs. And I have such a wonderful time teaching this stuff and connecting the dots and seeing the light bulbs come on for so many people based on what I teach them. Like that is so cool. You have no idea. I get paid to watch videos on YouTube and take clips from them and share them with you five days a week. And I get paid really well to do it. It's pretty crazy. Like you can do what you really love doing. And I know sometimes it can sound really silly. Like, hey, Sean, I love doing this thing. I can get paid to do it. Yes, there's a possibility you can get paid to do it. It's just really all about writing them down. Like Jack's going to give you the way to do it, but just write them down. What are the things you love to do? And just let your subconscious mind process and figure out how you can turn that into something that generates income for you, just like I've done. Jack Canfield, he's coming up. I love this quote from Tiger Woods. He says, one of the things my dad kept instilling me was the joy of the game. He made it fun for me. A lot of times I see a lot of kids, they don't enjoy being out there. It's a shame. You're supposed to enjoy the game. I say the same thing about life. You're supposed to enjoy the game. One of the things I try to instill in my clinics is, yes, go out there and give it all you have, but more importantly, enjoy what you're doing. If you're not loving it, You know, all the teachers say, do what you love, the money will follow. Follow your passion, follow your heart. I don't know if Alan Cohen said this when he talked to you, but it was one of the things I learned in his book. Did he he mention this concept of hell yes or hell no? Yeah, that's a great idea. If it's not a hell yes instantly, it's called screw it. If you got to be going like, well, maybe, maybe not. Let me do it. I'll make a list. These are the pros. These are the cons. If you didn't get an instant, yeah. I mean, when Lynn Twist, who started The Hunger Project, and I met her about a year ago, said, we bring people over to our chateau every summer, 16 people for a week. I just went. And she said, would you like to come? This year's our guest. And I was like, yeah, I want to come. I was like, well, let me talk to my wife, see if we can schedule it. As soon as you're doing that, it's like, it's not good. So you got to be following the excitement, following the juice. Mother Teresa once, she said, once I asked my counselor for advice about my vocation. I asked, how can I know if God is calling me and for what is he calling me? The answer, you'll know by your happiness. If you're happy, this will be the proof of your vocation. 
I think it was uh, Thomas Edison said, when your vocation becomes your vacation, then the rest of your life is a blessing. So you want to be doing the thing that you would do, that you get paid for doing a thing you love to do. In my seminars, I'll have people make a list, 20 things you love to do. When I first did that exercise, I wrote, I love to hang out with really cool people. I love to hang out with intellectuals who are thinking cutting edge thoughts. I love to open my mail. I love to listen to music. Anyway, I went down my list. Then the, 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 the seminar leader said, think of five ways you could make money doing that. I thought, how can I make money hanging out with really cool people? Well, one of the things I just did two years ago, I created something called the Transformational Leadership Council. We have 100 members of people like John Gray, who will be speaking to you tomorrow, and Gay Hendricks, who wrote all the books on relationships. And we get together twice a year for four days. And as a result of that, we have now co-ventured all kinds of cool things that have basically doubled my income in the last two years. And I'm hanging out with cool people. I'm making money doing the things I thought used to be what you got to do when you weren't working. So you want to keep following that passion. Now, law of attraction says believe. You got to believe it's possible. Trust your internal guidance system. We've talked about that. I want to share with you a story about a guy named Cliff Young. Cliff Young was 61 years old when he showed up at the beginning of a long distance race in Australia. The race was 875 kilometers. That's about 650 miles. He was wearing overalls. He was wearing construction boots. All the other guys were 25 or 30. They're all in their Adidas, Nike, Puma, Asics running gear. He looks like an old farmer. He actually had galoshes on over his boots, he says, in case of rain. They said, have you ever run a long distance race before? He said, no. So why do you think you can do this? Have you ever run a marathon? I mean, this is like six and a half days. He said, no, but I'm a farmer and I have to chase my sheep around and sometimes I have trouble and I have to chase them for two or three days and I don't seem to get tired. I think I can do it. He said, why don't you start with a shorter race? He said, well, this was the only days that were free on my schedule when it was a race scheduled. He said, okay. <laughs> so all the racers, the, the gun goes off and they all take off and they're really running fast and Cliff's running like this. They called it the Cliff Young Shuffle. Now, Cliff had an advantage nobody knew about. Cliff did never talk to a coach. He'd never talked to an elite distance runner. He'd never read Runner's World magazine. He never read a book on long distance running. He didn't know that when you do a long distance race, you run for 18 hours, sleep for six. Run for 18, sleep for six. Run for 18, sleep for six. So he was running so slow, when he got up to the part where everyone was gone to bed, they were all asleep. No one told him to stop and go to bed. So he just kept running on by. <laughs> he ran nonstop for five and one half days and broke the record by 12 hours. <laughs> See, sometimes what you think you know gets in the way of what's possible. If you believe you can do something, you can figure it out. But you have to believe. You have to believe it's coming into your life. I love this quote. It says, never tell anyone something cannot be done. God may have been waiting for centuries for somebody ignorant enough of the impossible to do that very thing. You know, you think of all the technologies we have, the airplane, FedEx, when the guy that put FedEx together, he was an MBA student at Yale, and he presented the paper that outlined the FedEx process, they gave him an F on it and said it's not possible, it will never happen. 
And now when you think it absolutely positively has to be there overnight, you go what? FedEx. So everything that exists started out as somebody's dream, somebody's idea, and nine times out of 10, they told you it couldn't happen. Here's a kid named Farah Gray, 19 years old, born in the ghetto, mother's on welfare. At the age of six, he starts his first company. By the age of 11, he has three companies. Now, they're small. They do things like take rocks, paint them, go door to door and sell them as paperweights. But he made $50 his first day doing that, which was more than his mother made when she was the housekeeper. And then he got a bunch of kids together and they would go to older people and they'd say, we'll go buy your groceries for you and bring them back in our wagons. You just give us a couple of bucks. He gave one to the guy who went to get the groceries, kept one for himself, had a thing going. By the age of 12, he'd created something called the Urban Neighborhood Education Economic Council, called Unique. He was getting businessmen like many of you and Harv and people like that to come in and speak to the other kids who were 12 and 13 to teach them business practices. By the age of 14, he had read a book by Deepak Chopra called The Seven, Laws of Spir the Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. One of them was the law of least effort. In other words, the thing that is the least effort for you, the thing that's easiest to do, that you can't imagine people would pay you for, is the thing that you need to go for, the thing you love to do. He said, what do I love? I love food, and I love kids. So what I'm going to do is start a food company for kids. He said, what do kids like? Kids like sweet things. So he created a syrup, like a maple syrup type thing that his grandmother used to have a recipe for. And in one and a half years, he built that company up to, now he's all of 16, and he sells it for one and a half million dollars. He drops out of high school, moves to Las Vegas, starts a newspaper, opens a real estate agency, then a real estate development company, then he writes a book called The Rillionaire at the age of 19, and he's worth tens of millions of dollars. Why? Because he believed he could do anything he wanted to do. He said, if someone else can do it, I can do it. If Harv can do it, you can do it. If Mark can do it, you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. There's no, if Eric Weinmayer, a blind guy, can climb Mount Everest, there's nothing we can't do. But you have to believe it. So every project you create, you believe you're going to create, you're going to get, you're going to get the result you want. That was Jack Canfield. His website is jackcanfield.com. You can watch today's entire talk. It is on the YouTube. It is called Jack Canfield's Seminar of the Century, Woodstock for the Mind. All right, my friend, I will see you tomorrow. Follow me on the Instagram at Sean Croxon and check out my new podcast, Mindset Coach, on your preferred podcasting player. Also, if you want ad-free episodes, go to the App Store, download the Stitcher app, and join Stitcher Premium to listen to the show completely commercial-free. I'm out. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.